Good morning. It's time for Daily Chapel. The text is 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 21. The Reverend Robert Worse is preaching. The broadcast of Chapel is underwritten by LCMS, International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. A reading from 1 Kings, the 19th chapter. The Lord said to Elijah, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, am left, and they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and when you arrive, you shall anoint Hazael to be king over Syria, and Jehu the son of Nimshi you shall anoint to be king over Israel, and Elisha the son of Shaphat of Abel-Meholah you shall anoint to be prophet in your place. And the one who escapes from the sword of Hazael shall Jehu put to death, and the one who escapes from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha put to death. Yet I will leave 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. So he departed from there. He found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen in front of him, and he was with the 12th. Elijah passed by him and cast his cloak upon him, and he left the oxen ran after Elijah and said, Let me kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow you. And he said to him, Go back again, for what have I done to you? And he returned from following him, and took the yoke of oxen and sacrificed them, and boiled their flesh with the yokes of the oxen, and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he arose and went after Elijah and assisted him. This is the word of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My pastor had an insight in Bible class this week on this text. I don't know if it's an insight or an admission, but I have to say amen, sadly, for myself, too. It's simply that I don't believe that the Word of God is going to work. I mean, that's crazy. We need the flashings, we need the fire, we need the earthquakes, we need the bold, awesome power. We need bigger armies, for example. Especially when Jezebel, that woman, is after us all the time. That's exactly the situation that Elijah was in. And he seems to be in despair but maybe he is in something very close to it, which is great insecurity. And that's a little surprising considering all the flash and all the lightning and all the fire 
which Elijah seems particularly good at calling down, all of the fire that is present in the chapter before this. This is Elijah's great moment. He stands out there. He mocks all of the prophets of Baal. Then he pours water onto the sacrifice just to make it a little trickier. And then with a simple prayer and the word of God, what else does a prophet have? Then fell the Lord's fire and burnt up everything around it and he put the prophets of Baal to death by the sword. When Jezebel is after you, you should realize that she is not insecure. She's not insecure in her wickedness, but also she doesn't have this insecurity as, as regards the word of God. Jezebel believes that the word of God, the word of the Lord, is powerful, She's seen its fruit. She's seen all of her prized prophets slain. She has the same sort of faith that the demons do when they shudder, but do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as their Lord. It is a shame then when we must admit that we don't even have that kind of faith because we don't really believe that the Word of God is going to do the trick. Now there's a new part of our liturgy in that daily prayer for morning that a lot of us might use at home, that sometimes we use uh, in informal settings especially, that starts us out with this from Psalm 5. In the morning, O Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I prepare a sacrifice for you and watch. That's interesting. I think only the ESV has that. Others just say, I direct to you, Lord, I, I lay out my prayers to you, or even I present myself, I kind of stand before you, like Job did, or he begged for his day before the Lord like that. What could that possibly mean? I think if it is to prepare a sacrifice and then to sit back and watch, this is exactly what we saw in the previous chapter from Elijah that he lays out the meat, all the stuff. In fact, let's put a few more rings of stones. Let's add the water. Let's make it a real challenge. And then let's wait for the Lord's fire to fall down like it fell once into the tabernacle after Moses and Aaron had set it all up. And then, I mean, we're not going to bring our own fire in to offer these sacrifices. Or it is our prayers that are offered not in despair, or insecurity, but in boldness to the Lord, pressing upon Him, reminding Him, morning, morning, morning. I lay out my prayers to you every morning. Come on, Lord, answer. I thought I was your prophet. I thought I was your baptized child. Arise for me. That's not the sort of prayer we hear from Elijah. Or it is like Job, who wants to stand before the Lord to give his account, and especially to hear the response from the Lord. That is what we see from Elijah. Thanks be to God, not at the fire, not at the earthquake and all of the tearing asunder of rocks and powerful show, but when the still small voice, when the gentle but external and clear word of God is heard, then he knows how to really be afraid, then maybe I should cover my face, in fact, 
if I'm going to approach the Lord. Because when the word of God is heard, it is just like we sang, strong, powerful. That's the kind of thing that can call down even the Lord's fire on Jezebel and all the hosts. And so it happens exactly right after this. The word to Elisha works too. I never understood this part. It, it doesn't come through in English, obviously, when, uh, you know, go back, what have I done to you, Elisha? It sounds like Elijah doesn't really think this is going to happen, right? He casts his mantle. That's the signal that uh, Elisha is supposed to leave everything and follow him, kind of anticipatory of Christ himself. So he tosses it out there. He doesn't make a big show of it. He doesn't seem to expect like anything's going to happen. In fact, Elijah just keeps on walking. And what kind of response does the word of the Lord, does the call even, to serve in his church have? Look at the boldness. Look at the energy. Look at the total uh, lack of inhibition and insecurity that Elijah has. You know, just one second, I've got to kiss my father and mother. That's not a cop-out. That's not a, well, let me go bury my dad first and wait till everything sorts out and the money comes in. I'm ready. And look at his action, right? He sacrifices 12 yoke of oxen, a great and expensive number. And he boils up uh, these oxen cooks it as food for everybody to have a celebratory feast, burning up the yokes as the wood for the fire, and runs after Elijah. Of course, you know the rest of the story, how Elisha outdoes Elijah in zeal, in power. Perhaps Elijah just didn't have any energy left, or didn't have any zeal. Most of all, he didn't think the word of the Lord was going to be sufficient against the odds that he faced. But of all people, he should have known that it would be. And look at the great zeal, then, that the word of God inspires in his protege, in his next generation, that has heard his word, that has believed it, part of the remnant here, and that's going to carry on the torch, that's going to continue spreading the word of God. Perhaps we could learn something also from the zeal of those who are not so jaded yet, who are not so impressed by fires and earthquakes and all of that, but who do believe the Word of God. So let us recover the faith of little children, those who hear gladly the Word of God, those who think singing is probably one of the best ways to drive away the wickedness and who set out their morning sacrifice and watch for the Lord's word to do its work. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for Chapel. The broadcast of Chapel is underwritten by LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces. To learn more about LCMS International Mission and Ministry to the Armed Forces, visit kfuo.org chapel.